This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Irene Lyon is a nervous system expert, teaches people around the world how to work with the nervous system to transform trauma, heal body and mind, and live full creative lives. To date, her online programs have reached over 4,000 people in 90 countries. Irene has a master's degree in biomedical and health science and also has a knack for making the complex information easy for all of us to understand and to apply to our lives. She was first on the Mark Stuchowski podcast back on July 8th. She blew my brain, not literally, she just blew my socks off, I should say better, that I had to have her back. Irene, welcome back to the show. Hey, Mark. Good to be back. Good to be back. You know, I remembered at the end of the conversation after we stopped recording back in July, I said, I got to have you back. <laughs> you just, I remember. You just gave so much information. <laughs> the title of the last episode was Healing the Human Body and Mind. We're going to talk a lot about stress because we're still dealing with this pesky pandemic. A lot of people... Uh, their lives have been forever disrupted, some in a good way. I mean, not everybody is struggling. A lot of people, not just Jeff Bezos and Amazon, a lot of other people are doing very well. They they have pivoted. Now, I pivoted to the online world back in 2005 when I was fired from my corporate job. But a lot of people were forced into this. Either they lost their jobs or they had to go online and like online. How do I don't know? Zoom, Zoom meetings. And, and so they have that stress. Maybe they had some in-laws move in. They've got their family. Their kids were not going to school for the whole year. And all this stress kept building and building and building. And as you know better than I do, the stress keeps building. It's never, you have to deal with it because it's not, it's not going to get better magically. You have to do something, right? A hundred percent. And you know, I, I was in the same boat in that I brought everything online years ago. Um, so I, as you said, like some people, this didn't affect to the same degree as say those with small children in school, which I know quite a few and they are stressed, you know, even though they're well in their mind, their bodies are, are, are feeling the toll. You know, it's interesting. I was just talking to someone yesterday about this, Mark, and I said, well, we were stressed before this all happened mm. and maybe not to the degree now, but our systems, and I, I'm going to speak very general, right? So I'm going to go macro because some people are thriving, as you said, right now. Um, I feel that I am just because of my knowledge and I work from home and I have no small children and I like my job, you know, I'm self-employed, all those things. I live in a beautiful spot where there's clean air and lots of space. So I've been very, very fortunate and blessed. Um, but I do know that if I didn't already have the capacity to, I don't love the word, but pivot, you know, go, go with the pivots as, as, as these extraneous factors from the environment that are out of our control, right? It's this concept of, can you continue to be resilient when something occurs that is just not expected? And we could say that that's kind of what occurred to everyone, whether you are here in North America, which you and I are, um, or you're, I mean, it's terrible. I, uh, friends of mine know many people in Nepal, in the Himalaya, wow. near India, and 
this was well over a year ago, they said that a lot of the Sherpa friends and Sherpas that they knew of were um, committing suicide. Because, and, and people might go, well, how is that? You know, they're in the mountains and well, they're the tourism industry. Uh, yeah. Right. They rely on us folk going there and hiring them to be porters, right. To, to climb Everest and all the other hikes and, and, and outdoor adventures there, rafting and kayaking. And so, you know, I remember hearing that and thinking, oh my gosh. And I, I kind of knew that this was impacting not just us, here, you know, who have electricity and hot running water and all those things, but it really landed in a different way. And then I got a little angry about that. I was like, that's just not fair. You know, they're, 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 they're losing their lives due to something. Anyways, to go back to what I was saying about, um, stress, what I don't think people realize before this was, and I, again, general, how little capacity they may have had. And a lot of people, Mark, I believe didn't understand or maybe still don't understand how much survival stress they were already living in before whenever it was. And that goes back to how we were raised. That goes back to how we take care of ourselves as adults. You know, when we leave the nest, so to speak, and become our own people, um, a lot of it depends on how well our nervous system, specifically our autonomic nervous system, and we can go into that if you want, how well that was formed early, it will determine how well we can cope and not just cope, but be resilient and bounce back. And yeah, yeah, you might have a couple of days where you're feeling like, ugh, or you're anxious, or you, you're a bit more hyper in the arousal state, but then you kind of self-correct and you come down. Just like uh, an eight-year-old who doesn't get their way, let's just say, doesn't want to clean. I'm going to go real to a different level, but d just doesn't want to clean their room. And dad or mom is like, you have to. There's there's no question here, right? And they, they kick, they might scream, they might cry. And, and of course, as a, a good parent, we in, in enforce, but we do it with connection and we explain why and maybe we help them. And they do it and they kick and scream, but then their stress level goes down. They're like, okay, fine. I get it. Now I can find my thing. I've never done that before. I, yeah. I've never said to my mom and dad, when they told me to do that, I hate you. Never. <laughs> of course not. You know, and here's the thing is when these things are taught to us, when right and wrong is taught to us really young, when we're taught boundaries, but also with love and all these things, we learn self-resiliency. We learn how to be resilient, how to take something. I know it sounds crazy, but that room scenario, for example, as small of a microcosm that is, that is a life lesson, right? You're at your job and your boss gives you all this stuff that you don't want to deal with. And you might have a little bit of a grumpiness around it when it first lands there because you're hungry, you didn't sleep well, but then you're like, okay, I'm going to get myself some water. I'm going to maybe go for a quick walk, get some air, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tackle these papers. And I might not like it, but I'm going to do it because that's why I'm here. So if we think about um, sort of that last 18 months-ish, soon it'll be probably two years when we have these conversations. <laughs> Hopefully it'll end then. Um we could, we, we, it'd be great if we could say the same thing, 
the first month I was a bit shooken up. I wasn't sure what was going on. I got the information I needed. I realized I have to change some things. I'm going to have to find some help for this, or maybe I need to do that. And of course, you know, some people's circumstances are just so strife with just an unfortunate circumstance that for some, this is just going to be an impossible thing, right? The single mother that, that has to send their kids to school, even though they can't stand wearing a mask and it makes them sick and then their heart breaks because they have no other option, right? They have to work two jobs. They don't, maybe don't have babysitters. So it's this element of how can we understand and learn, oh my gosh, I am stressed right now. But sometimes, Mark, the stress doesn't come out in the way that we might think of it, like um, an anxiety attack or panic or I can't sleep. It could be um, the digestion going off. It could be pain in the body, like tension. It could be um, an autoimmune thing flaring that you had when you were young and it flares back up. You know, if we think about something like the chicken pox, right? I don't know if you ever had chicken pox when you were young. I, Did you? Yeah, many, many moons ago. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I still kind of remember it, actually. Um, very itchy. <laughs> wow. I don't remember that uh, far. I, I barely remember what I did a couple of weeks ago, but uh, okay, well, I'm sure it was go. not. I'm sure it wasn't very pleasant. Um, and and so if you get stressed and you have that virus in your body, you will, you may get shingles. Like that's a known right. Shingles is the the, the chickenpox virus. Same with a cold sores. Um that's a herpes virus, right? And that can go all over the body, but people will say, I have some girlfriends who when they, they know when they're doing too much and they're not taking care of their immune system because they have a cold sore outbreak, that kind of thing. So being able to understand that stress isn't just mental stress, it goes into the body and it affects all of these systems that that autonomic nervous system governs. And I've mentioned the nervous system a few times. It's responsible for keeping us safe, right? So my, my kind of classic example, Mark, is, you know, say you're chopping some vegetables at the kitchen counter, right? And let's just say you're not wearing any shoes or you've got bare feet. I'm usually bare feet in the house. And you drop the knife right down to your toes. You know, and I know, because it's probably happened before, you know, you bounce back. Yeah. You don't think about it. It's a complete reflex. Same if a ball is coming to your head on a soccer pitch, you're you're going to protect. You're going to go, oh, you know, granted you see it. And so if we think about this fight, flight, freeze system, which is the autonomic nervous system, if we're in an accident, you know, we were just talking about a show you were watching before we started recording. If someone's in an accident, like a car accident, their body is going to go into a stress response to protect them from whatever might be occurring. Maybe a, a limb has busted and blood's coming out, and so the body is going to preserve that whole concept of life over limb. We've probably heard that before, life over limb. It's like, well, you can lose your limbs, but you can't lose these main organs. And that body of ours, this body of ours, the nervous system knows that. But let's just say, to go back to your stress question, we're constantly in a, in a state of alert, of fight, flight, freeze of what's going to happen next. And right now 
we don't know what's going to happen next. Like we really don't know. Like we can, we can like have an assumption. We can look at the data. We can look at the trends, but there doesn't seem to be a trend. There's just these, these chaotic blips that are going all over the place. And so that puts a system under a certain amount of strain. They can't come down. They can't relax. There's, there's this like vigilance. That's what I'm looking for. There's a hypervigilance. And even though there isn't a tiger chasing us or a ball hitting our head and we're not constantly dropping the knife on our feet, we're still in a state of low level chronic stress. And that my friend is actually quite damaging because it's just secreting out the stress chemicals 24 seven. And then that impacts our physiology, heart, digestion, immune system. And especially now we want our immune systems to be strong. And this uncertainty is actually dampening them, even with all the healthy behaviors. Hope that's making sense. Yeah, it is. And I want to ask your, uh, your opinion on something because mm -hmm. one of the things I, I deal with my father, who's 80 years old. My mom is my listeners know has late onset Alzheimer's. She's 76 mm -hmm. years old. She's got the mind of a two or three year old. Yeah. And so my father is already, you know, you have the fact that you have the pandemic mm -hmm. and now my mom's got Alzheimer's. My dad's got physical issues. And then my wa dad watches the news. Now he's already got a bunch of stress already. Already. And then he watched the news and he gets text messages and or call me and say, I can't believe thus and such is happening. I'm like, dad, uh -huh. stop. Just watching the news <laughs> because it's a trigger for him. And I said, the problem is it's not like your stress level zero and you watch the news and you can handle it. You're already maxed out on your stress. And so when you watch the news, immediately it pushes you over because the news is designed to get ratings and views by scaring you. And I said, stop watching the news. I said, look at does who's in the warehouse warehouse really matter to what you have to do today. You have to take care of mom. It doesn't Not matter really. if it's Biden, Trump, Obama, Bush. It doesn't matter. You have a job. Take care of mom. And, and he goes, oh, I know I shouldn't watch the news. I said, Dad, it's a trigger for you. And the same with everybody else, social media. Now, I don't get used by social media. I use mm -hmm. social media. So I push out my podcast. Yeah. I push out my blog post. I do YouTube. But I'm not consuming that stuff because if you are watching the wrong people and they're negative Nellies, and you are already dealing with stress. Like you said, I, I, I love how you said you may not think you're under a lot of stress, but you are. We are all under stress. We're at different levels, but we are all dealing with the stress. And if you subject yourself to news or you subject yourself to social media, that's going to topple. It's going to go over the edge, over the levees to use analogy from Hurricane Katrina. But not only that, but like for me, like I'm a, I like watching football, right? So last Sunday, I watched my Houston Texans <laughs> attempt to play football and they were getting slaughtered in the first period. I should have said, look at first quarter. Yeah. I'm done. Right? No, I gave three hours of my life. Kept going, kept going. And my frustration <laughs> got worse and worse and worse. And I knew like Irene, car wreck. I, yeah. yes, exactly. It wasn't uh -huh. going to get better. It wasn't magically. They're going to go, Oh, we have to start playing football. Now it got worse. And I told my wife, I said, I was so stressed after watching the game that it was a game, but I allowed myself and I, I have pretty low stress level. Okay. Even though my parents are ill, but oh, that so. shot it yeah. over the top yeah. and I got allow myself to get so frustrated. Well, it's interesting because 
there's a lot of lot of pieces to that. Thanks for sharing that. You know, my my parents are around the same age, a little actually, much older older than yours. Mom's in my eight in the eighties. My dad's late seventies, and um, they're of the generation where you you watch the nightly news, <laughs> you read the morning paper, even if you don't want to, right? You have to get through that paper. And it just, I mean, it's just not my brain. It's not how I was brought up. I don't, I stopped watching the news consistently in 1997. And it's because it's when I no longer had a television ah. that has cable. Like I haven't had cable in any house since then. And it's a good thing, <laughs> you know? Um, but now, and so there, so you've got this generation like our parents that, that, it's, it's almost as if they've been brainwashed that you have to do that mm -hmm. as a citizen. And back in the day, the Dan Rathers, the Walter Cronkites, you know, mm -hmm. when, when it was real reporting. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Like, I love biopics that take a, a period of time. Um, there was one with Meryl Streep. I can't remember it anymore. It was uh, The Post, I think. Okay. Or it, was, it was where they were uncovering um, everything going on during the Vietnam War and, and just the, the lies and... And then the other one was um, Spotlight, where they uncovered um, the terrible things going on in the Catholic churches and all of that. And I watch these movies and I'm like, wow, that's real reporting. Like there's investigation. They're really trying to stay neutral and see both sides. So that level of reporting and news to me, I think is like, great. I, I watch that. I'm like, oh, that's, it's like, it's like private. It's like Magnum PI, mm -hmm. right? It's, you're, you're investigating a thing. And now, I mean, I, I'm not an expert in corporate media, but there's, I feel an agenda underneath it. <laughs> and, I agree with you hundred percent. And the only so, news stories I watch, yeah, uh, Bill yeah. O'Reilly used to be in Fox news. Now he has okay. his own internet show. news show called yeah. the no spin news. And I pay $63 a year to watch this Great. and he is old school. So he hates anonymous sources. And if you watch the mainstream media, mainstream media now, mm -hmm. they are all sources say, he doesn't report stuff like this. He wants yeah. to be able to verify. Real, That's what they source. did in the old days. They yes. verify. Irene yes. Lyons said thus and such. It wasn't yes. an anonymous source. And, and what happens is people watch these mainstream media, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, and they go, oh, it That's was on the news. It must be true. And people don't yes. go, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. And to your point, if you say anonymous sources, and you believe the, the hype because remember the news first priority is not to inform you. It's to get viewers so they can sell advertising. It's always about the money. It's and money. so I found one news source and he's only on four nights a week. And if he takes a week vacation, I don't watch the news. I don't look at the news on That's Twitter great. or Facebook. Yeah. And I know that I'm getting the true truth. Now, does it still cause me stress? Yeah, because he's reporting the truth. And if you tell me you have no stress, there's something wrong with you because everyone's got stress going on in their life. 
Yeah. And so if we go back to that, I, that concept, so I think we agree with that one. Uh, I wish I could just tell my parent, I wish I could just take their television and just, you know, <laughs> chuck it. Um, but I'll, and also get rid of their newspaper that still they get every day, you know, on their doorstep, they're old school, but you know, that's, that's their world. That's fine. I am like you. I, I follow certain YouTube folks who say they're not reporters, but they're, I think doing some pretty good reporting yeah. and you're right about the sources, you know, like, uh, back in the day you would not let anything run unless the source was confirmed mm -hmm. and accurate like five times right and there's some integrity to that that i think yeah. we've really lost it's like references a lot of times a lot of my colleagues no longer have indexes in their books i'm like how come no one's putting indexes in their <laughs> books anymore like what is this you know i want to know where you what these things are anyway went off on a tangent there the other thing the stress thing it goes way back. Like, let's go back to before we domesticated plants and animals, like 10,000 years ago, before the agricultural revolution occurred. The moment we took ourselves out of, of that natural nomadic living with the land, it changed everything. So the moment, and I'm not an expert in this, but I've, I've read enough and I've heard enough that the moment we started to keep animals in one spot rather than them just roaming with us through the plains, that's when we started to obviously domesticate plants and animals and we kept things in one spot. And that changed our natural rhythm, if you will. And so then fast forward to like industrial revolution and electricity and all these other things. And we're basically putting ourselves into these very made up non-natural environments, which I don't mind. You know, I, I like living in a warm, cozy house. It's a nice thing to turn on the heat and have hot water. Like I actually don't want to go back to a nomadic life for me personally, but we have to realize that the, success of you will of human ingenuity has a toll and we have to counteract that and this is where that word self-care is kind of thrown out in my opinion to loosey-goosey it's like it's not necessarily about having that that pedicure or you know having that that cigar at the end of the night or whatever it is that you might want to do it's like deep rest mm -hmm. because back in the day people would rest, yeah. you know, they, they, you know, they, there, there would, there would be the, the hunt, but then not a lot. And so there were, it's same with the fasting thing. Like everyone's totally crazy about fasting right now. And I think the reason why that's so attractive is there is a genetic part of us that fasted for long periods of time when we didn't have food. Yeah. I just want and to interject we, real quick here yeah. about the rest I'm an evangelical Christian and the Bible talks oh. about the Sabbath. The Sabbath yes. was you work for six days and then you rested because yep. God in his infinite wisdom knew that we needed a rest. time to rest. To and yep, I now, agree. I mean, I'm 56 years young and mm. I barely remember when a lot of stores were closed on Sunday. Mm. Barely is like yes. really at the when I was really young. Now everything's open 24 7, 365. Yeah. Amazon delivers seven days a week. UPS, FedEx, everything's go, go, go. And yeah. it, it's like we're always like, okay, 
okay, after this interview, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? It's like, well, we got to slow down because as you know, Mm-hmm. You know the nervous system and you know the body fairly well. Your body works harder when you're sleeping and resting than during the day because it's trying to process everything and, yep. and file everything during the night. But we're like, I don't have time to sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, if you keep this attitude up, you're going to get your wish sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, it's good that uh, we are now actually that whole I'll sleep when i dead thing. I think most people are realizing that that's bad advice. I think it was, was it Ariana Huffington who wrote a book about sleep? Because sleep she revolution, was, yes. Yeah, like she fell over, I think, in her office due to sleep deprivation yep. and knocked her head and woke up in a pool of blood. And and so, you know, and then from that, um, I think his name is Matt Walker. Yes. He's kind of the sleep. He's fascinating. He's a cool guy. And, you know, his, his interests in sleep are just mind-blowing, in my opinion, um, There's a lot so of I research think, in both those books, by the way. So it's not yeah. theory, it's actual no. research. And it's when research. you do the, like I learned something really big because I used to take melatonin when I had trouble mm-hmm. sleeping and I read his book and it says melatonin yeah, is, yeah. is a chemical your brain uh, releases to signify time to sleep. You really can't take melatonin to make you go to sleep. It's built in your brain. And that's why uh, before we went to 24 seven world, the body knew, hey, the sun's going down. It's time to go to bed. Sun comes up. We wake up. That's how our bodies were always designed to get enough rest. Now, well, who needs sleep? We'll just turn the lights on. Completely. And, you know, we're humans, as we know, but we also have mammalian physiology. You know, we're, we're my, my parents are both veterinarians. And I can tell you, I watched my dad do surgeries and blood work. And you do very similar things to animals as to humans, right? So we still have that physiology but then we have this soul and spirit and it's complete and you know we're different in that um but what what was that one thing you said you said something it lost it came out of my brain um rest you're right about the bible and i'm not versed in any of it but i agree (laughs) you know i'm like yes we need that sunday or saturday or um I'll never forget, Mark, when I was traveling in Turkey, um, I was impressed by how much those people rested because they prayed, I think, seven times a day. And they also prayed in a movement pattern that got down to the ground because they're to Allah and that's the way they do it. And that's fine. And the people there just had a little bit more spice in them because they did that every day, seven times a day. And yet here we are, you know, even if someone say is not following a faith, um, they'll be like, oh, well, my rest will be when I have my vacation in January or in July for no, two no, weeks. You won't. <laughs> and, that's, and you hear these stories of people that, and this kind of happens not so much now, but, you know, persons in a job with a company, they have their pension package and then they retire and then they die like two weeks later. Yep. And it's because it's the system just, it just lets down. And it's the same, I sure, I'm sure you've known of people, this happened to me ages ago when I was less good with my health, but you'd work, 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 and then you would have a break and then you'd get sick, yep. right? You get a cold. And that's the body saying, you know, screw you, I'm going to put you in bed for a week because we have to get rid of all these toxins you've been accumulating and not processing because you're not doing the processing every single day. Plants. What's, what's, what's interesting, I, yeah. I interrupt here real quick, is yeah. the other day, I'm a daily runner, 
And, Mm -hmm. and so I went for a run, my typical three mile run. And I came back and I had breakfast in the shower and I just, I was feeling like, like really exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go lay down for an hour. And I laid down. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. And a, an hour later, I woke up. My body crashed. And I, I felt great the rest it. of the day. My body was yeah. saying, hey, we need a break. And they, my body said, look, I know you want to run every day, but can we run a couple like one mile days? <laughs> because the, the whole the whole running streak yeah. is you got to run one mile every day. So yesterday, I ran for just one mile. And that's it. And my body goes, okay, we just need a couple days to recover because that was causing undue stress. But I, I did something a lot of people don't do. I listened to my body. My body goes, Hey, we need to, we can still run every day, but we, we can give you a mile. That's it. And we want a slow mile. Okay. We don't want an, a seven minute Intense. mile. Give us a 10 or yeah. 11 minute while. And yeah. I did that. I listened to my body and now I'm feeling better. I felt better yesterday. I feel better today because I listened to my body. A lot of people, to your point, going back to Ariana, Ariana Huffington, mm-hmm. they like, ah, oh, they, she probably had the signs. She probably saw the signs, but she goes, I, I got to keep working, keep working until her body says, look at, okay, we're taking over now. And so mm-hmm. your body will get to a point where it's going to take back control because it's going to need the break. A hundred percent. And, you know, I'm all for capitalism and people working hard and making their own money. That's what I do. Um, and you have to ensure that you can continue to do that by taking care of your body. And when I worked in the fitness industry, which was like most of my 20s and early 30s, one of the reasons I got out of that world, Mark, was I just couldn't stand. And I was in a mountain town, so people were crazy with their sport and mountain biking and triathlon. I was in Whistler, British Columbia, and you couldn't you couldn't bribe someone with money to have a rest. And, and people would, I'll never forget this one um, person. uh, I worked with them training for a triathlete, a triathlon was experiencing some pain in the hip, knee, foot area. Um, And I, I was sort of the specialist that helped movement dynamics and help all that. And so I kind of said, well, maybe you just need to, take a break, you know, or, or just do some low impact stuff for a little while and, and open up the hips and the spine so that you can take the pressure off of that foot. They didn't listen. They did the triathlon. You know, you start with a swim. They got out of the water. And as soon as their foot hit the beach, their foot shattered. Wow. And, you know, I get that that's like I get shivers still thinking about that because Mm. how an animal in the wild would never do that. If you if you have a, 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 a paw or a hip or something that's off, you go into a cave and you disappear. And some mothers will even leave their young somewhere else just tucked away. I've seen National Geographic's where they're like, wow, she abandoned her cubs. And really that wasn't happening. They were convalescing an injury because they know, even though they don't have that higher, higher cerebral brain, back to your point, you felt something was off. So you rested, but you used that higher brain to have a talk with yourself, but you acknowledge the feeling inside. And that's the part that we have in my opinion, and from my experience, we've bleached out of our humanity is to listen to that internal and to honor it 
and to respect it, to fulfill it, and then and then have that higher brain that's like, okay, I think I can go back. But most people they push through that fatigue. They and and then and they'll and they will say, and then the thing happened, and then the accident happened, and then the cancer happened. You know, it's interesting. We take our dog to the dog park and she will run and run and run and run and run and play and yeah. play and play. And then she comes home and she sleeps for two days. She will totally. just be a wet noodle. We yeah. as human beings, we don't do that. We go out for a run and we're like, I'm just going to go all day long. And all I have to do is look at my dog and my dog goes, Hey, I'm like, my battery's empty. I'm going to sleep all day. Yeah. And she will sleep literally all day long because <laughs> her, she just like gave everything she can to play with her doggy friends but we don't do the same thing. Yeah, so she's yeah. in an aspect, she's kind of smarter than we are. Yeah. Well, and th this is the thing is, is like, how do you define who's higher, better, smarter? We're just, we're different, right? You know, the, the human system is just crazy because look at what we've created. You know, here we are in different parts of the world talking with video and all these things. And, um, I'm going to actually, you, that's, I remembered what I was going to say and I forgot all right. my brain, my brain's still working. It's a good thing. Thanks brain. When you were mentioning, um, not remembering, not really remembering when, when shops were closed in Europe, not obviously in the big cities, but if you go into even the tiniest town outside of a big city, everything's closed on Sunday. Yes. Still to this day, mm -hmm. you know, um, yes, there might be some exceptions, um, but you know, I, I'm just feeling those memories of driving through these these towns, tiny towns with stone homes and brick, and you're like looking for a sandwich and nothing's <laughs> open. Usually, the grocery store, the bigger grocery stores are like in the bigger hubs, but the little the little mom and pop shops, they're you know, and they're they're shut. They're resting with their family and they're probably at church. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Yeah. My wife and I, we went to a little town called Belois, France. It's in Normandy, okay. France, back in 2010. And what's amazing, it's a really teeny tiny uh, town. Mm -hmm. uh, the Chateau de Belois is, was used to be owned by the Forbes company. And the town, they closed at 5 o'clock. There was no 9, 10 o'clock. And I remember sitting outside the Chateau because I won a trip to go to the state the Chateau for a week. And I remember oh. sitting out there. And my ears were ringing because there was no sound. There's no freeways near this place, no yeah. nightclubs, no bars. They, yeah. the sun go, went down. They shut this to town. Now you at the Paris, obviously it'd still be open, but it was, it was amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was shut down. And I couldn't, my, I, I never forget my ears were ringing because my ears are going, are we deaf? We can't hear anything because there's <laughs> nothing to hear. And I remember I relaxed so much while I was there because they didn't have air conditioners. So you, you left the windows open. It was, you know, yeah. nice, cool air coming in off the English channel. It was, I was so relaxed. Yeah. I mean, every day we went to you know, obviously touristing, but it was yeah. so nice to have things closed. I mean, even the pharmacy was closed. Everything was closed. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember being in France ages ago and I actually lost my luggage. Um, I was with my first husband. It was that, it was literally that time 
that made it such that we can't have liquids on planes. Okay. I can't even remember what occurred. It was about a flight from Britain to the to to the US and we were in Britain and it all went down and we we're like, what is going on? Because there was no cell phones at that time. Mm-hmm. And um I got to this little town in France after four flights, luggage gone, I wear contacts. I screwed something up with the solution. And so I basically, and I had no glasses because they were in my luggage. I I will no longer fly without my glasses (laughs) on my carry-on because of that. But we arrived on, I think, a Friday. And I had to wait till Tuesday to go into the little town because Monday was a holiday. Oh, wow. And I was blind for like a couple of days. (laughs) And it was like, it was tough. I'm like, wow, they're serious about their, their days, their days of rest here in this tiny little French town in the Alps. Um, But you're right. It is a way, you know, the the level of rest in North American culture, it's just very, it's skewed. And here's the other thing, Mark, a lot of people will go for their holidays or they'll have their weekends off but they actually don't know how to rest. And if we go back to your football uh, thing that occurred just the other weekend with your team, I all, and my sense is there's a little part of us that wants to drive that stress, you know, because we're just also conditioned, Mm -hmm. you know, and so we're looking almost to match our physiology with the rest of the world around us. And for some, it can actually feel, bad and almost shameful to fully rest. It's like, I'm not keeping up. I need to like this laziness. Like we're being lazy. Exactly. And I, and then, and you know, and then there's some instances where people really are lazy and don't do anything, but then there's the people who I would fall into this category who do way too much or do lots. And it's like, it's like a tug of war to really stop. Um, But it's wired in our physiology now like we're 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 used to it it's like um as you know i think was it yesterday i don't even remember when facebook went down and instagram the world came to a stop (laughs) i don't even remember when that was but it was so interesting because i'm like oh okay i have lots to do and i just kind of did it um the only thing that was a bit inconvenient was whatsapp i use voice with some of my teammates but you know we emailed we texted it was no big deal but it was so interesting watching people's reactions after that I'm like, guys, this not a big deal, but it is a big deal because we don't even realize how wired we are into that tech now. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if there was one day a week where all the platforms just went dead? Yes. Wouldn't that be cool? I saw someone post on one of the social media platforms. Hey, this is this Facebook going down was great. Maybe if the mainstream media went down for 12 hours, the pandemic would end. And I I laughed at that because that's hysterical because if they couldn't report it for 24 hours, would actually go away? Is it real? Yeah. Because I'm convinced in my heart of hearts that if there's one case of COVID in the world, they would still make it the lead story because that's what gives, again, viewers, money, advertisers. And if you don't think it's about the money, folks do your own research. It, you can always follow the money anywhere because that's what's okay. driving without money. What, what do we have? So yeah. we talked a lot about uh, uh, stress today and I don't want to go really in depth to this next question for you because I don't want this episode to be a, a three hour Joe Rogan episode. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about social media and stress. There are so many mm-hmm. people 
are especially our younger people. They're stressed. They don't get the likes. They don't get the views. They don't get the comments. And some people are committing suicide and, you know, someone didn't, I don't have enough followers. Talk to us about what you see regarding stress and social media. Yeah, that's a big one because you're right. It's become, it's like a runaway freight train right now with a lot of the kids. And, um, you know, I'm speculating here, but my sense is if the children, and this is a very broad generalization, mm-hmm. if the kids of the current time in the last dozen years or so had been raised with strong, strong regulation and connection and values, right from wrong. Boundaries is really a big one. It's like, it goes back to that example of clean up your room. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, it's like, no, it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying, can you, you are doing it. Yes. If that, and not in a mean way, right? It's not about that. You know that you're a dad. It's like, it's about teaching a lesson of taking care of your stuff and, and, my sense is the boundaries haven't been made with parents and social media. And then there's that thing of, well, all the kids have it. Therefore, if I don't let them, then they're going to be the the odd one out. It's like, well, that's a great way to say that, but, but it's a, this is a bigger problem. Yes. And the thing with, you know, the children, like, especially, I mean, it's girls and boys. It's not just the girls because guys have self massive self-esteem to problems too. We, we always put it on the girls, but the, the dudes, they want the muscles, you know, they want to look, they want to look hot too. It's, it's, they it's want true. the dream girl. They want the trophy girl. Yeah. They, they want the Ferrari, yeah. all these things, you know, <laughs> it's like, I certainly wouldn't want one. There's no way I could drive it where I live. Um, there's too many traffic lights, you know? <laughs> the interesting is I I follow Grant Cardone and he says, look, you, oh, yeah. you got to push content out there and don't worry about if people don't like it, comment, retweet mm-hmm. it, whatever. Yes. And he used this phrase. I went to one of his trainings. And he says, when you post, it's like kicking bricks into an ocean. And that always stuck with me. The brick is your post. The, the ocean is social media. And not everything you do is going to be viral. And so if I post yeah. something and it doesn't happen, oh, well, I, you know, yeah. I, I was recording a video several days ago and I don't do notes when I do my videos. I just come up mm-hmm. with a topic and yeah. start recording. And I lost my train mm-hmm. of thought. And I said, what else was going to say? Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, by the way, I don't edit these things. I just, it's it's raw. And and mm-hmm. people appreciate that. They want to know that you're not super polished. And so at 56, I don't worry about if someone likes my stuff. Sometimes I'll, mm-hmm. I'll post something and it's like it never got posted. No one even saw it. And I used to let that bother me maybe 10 years ago. I don't care anymore yeah. because there'll be yeah. another post. Exactly. And, you know, to go back to the, the kid thing, because, you know, he's right. Grant Grant's right about that. Um, as is someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, the, the really high level people, they're like, don't worry about what people say. This is you. This is your creative right to do what you want. Don't hurt anyone. You know, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt animals and just do the stuff that you have to do. The kid thing, again, is so interesting because, you um, one thing I see is the moment a baby is born, they're on social media. They're being, their pictures <laughs> yeah. are being taken. Yep. 
And this is a parent's choice, but we don't understand yet the ramifications of a human having that kind of reach, even if it's friends of it's, you know, it's a private account. It's only family members. Cause I've watched kids on social media grow up being put on social media. Cause I don't live say near the parents, for example, and the child will, I can see they change themselves the moment the phone goes up. Uh. Right. Or, or they, you can tell they're pissed off. They don't want to be um, filmed while they're eating their whatever, mm-hmm. or while they're learning how to bake a cake or, or whatever. Right. But the parents are misattuned to those micro expressions on the face because they just want to get that out to show the world this child. And I'm going to say something a bit dicey, but it's like, it's nothing special. (laughs) People have children all around the world. Mothers birth babies all the time. Yes. It's a big thing. It's, it's a pride. It's private. This is just my, my take, right? It's, but to me, it's like, that's private. And that little one hasn't given any consent. Yes. And the consent part fascinates me because I know based on who I follow, a lot of these mothers have had severe trauma of the sexual nature where they, their consent was just taken away from them. You know, they were violated and they, they're, they're all about rights for women. And then here they are taking their baby girl and showing her, you know, with just diapers on and no clothes. And it's like, haven't you followed the stuff that goes on in the dark places in the world? You do not want that child on the internet with bare breasts, even though they don't have breasts at that age, you don't want it. Trust me. And I just kind of watch it and I go, what's going to happen to this generation? Um, because then they grow up with it and then it's normal for them to be on the phone when they're five and six and seven. And I don't know who I was listening to the other day, but it's, it's a common knowledge thing that children just don't sit in the car anymore and stare out the window. I mean, I have vivid memories of driving back from where my parent, my dad's parents farm was out of Vancouver into the city and seeing the mountains and thinking that they were dinosaurs, like imagination kind of stuff. And now every car has a TV Uh or they have a device (laughs) or you can't calm a a kid down unless you give them a laptop or an iPad. There's a real problem there. Yeah. When cars come with built-in Wi-Fi, when I first (laughs) saw the first commercial and they say built-in Wi-Fi, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me right now? Built-in Wi-Fi so everyone can use all the devices? You're 100% right. And I, I I think it's interesting that Gary Vaynerchuk will not show his kids or his wife on social media. Grant Cardone does. And I think it's really interesting the choices each of them have made. So I just want to leave the listener with this is, you know, we talked a lot about stress. Mm-hmm. You are in control of your stress. And I just want the listener maybe to take an hour without the devices, without talking to anybody and just go someplace quiet and think about how much stress you're actually dealing with, not the story you're telling yourself, how much stress you're actually dealing with and what you can do to start reducing it. I mean, Irene gave you lots to think about today, but I think Mm -hmm. it's now time to take that information that Irene gave you 
and figure out how you can reduce stress. Because when you reduce the stress, you're going to feel better emotionally, spiritually, physically, all the leads you can. So please do that. Don't just be a passive listener. Cause Irene uh, came on the show for a second time. She gave you so much to think about. And we talked a lot about stress and we need to um, really deal with this. It's not going to go away by itself. There's not going to be a magic no. anti-stress fairy come around. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it some way. So yeah. before I ask you the final, final question, is there anything else on your heart you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, just to follow up as a take as a maybe an actionable from what you just said there, um, Mark, which was really important, you know, even going for two walks a day without your phone. Yes. And you know, if you walk a dog, don't take the phone. I feel so sorry for these pooches where I live who are like chasing the ball, they get the ball, they come up to their owner and they're trying to get the owner's attention because they're looking at the phone while the ball is in air and it's like, and they literally go back to the phone. Same with strolling your baby along the, the sidewalk. Just be with that child, even if they're sleeping, because they know when you're no longer present. And so, you know, if you don't have a dog, if you don't have a kid and it's just you go for your walks without now, if you, you're like, Oh, but I need to know the time, get a watch. Yep. I have an Apple watch. And when I go for my <laughs> walk with my dog, I, I, go with her and bring my Apple watch. So get a watch, yeah. you know, and, and just, and just, and see what it's like. Cause there, I, and I catch myself in this boat too, cause I love listening to podcasts and I will bring my phone into, you know, the forest and I will, I will find myself checking. It's terrible. And even I know, and it's like, don't do it, Irene. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a pull. Yes, it is. And so I value my morning walks where I don't have that. Um, and I try to do that also in the evening. Um, and, you know, every now and again, I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful sunset. It's like, whatever. There's always another sunset. I don't need to take a picture of it. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is there's just this, this, um, where it's like, we're unsatisfied with putting out these images out to the world that really in the end, you know, to take Grant Cardone's thing, they're in the bottom of the ocean. No one's going to see them and they're not, it's not important. You know, you need to see it and you need to feel yourself with that. So that would be kind of my final uh, challenge to people is even if, if you can't do it twice a day, once a day. I love that. I love it. So where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? I yeah. see you all over social media. So tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, my, my name. So Irene Lyon with a Y.com. No S. Um, that's my site. All the social channels are there. Um, all my courses are there, my YouTube channel and Instagram, all that stuff. Excellent. Yes. Well, I want to thank you for coming back again. You hit it out of the park again, another oh, solid grand slam home run. It's I mean, we didn't talk about a really pleasant subject, but it was a necessary Ooh, subject. People need to know about this. So thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.